Zeke dies, by the way, what's what's going on with Tony Pollard pickup? Who did that? Uh, that was just, you know, that just just speculative. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Wait, you I know definitely, something? Definitely don't have any inside information. Because I got Zeke in another league and I can't suffer another top two pick <laughs> dying. You know, just just looking for people out there. I forgot I had two IR spots, so I figured I'd I'd fill them up, and then I was like, "Gosh, who who could I add?" I think Brandon has Zeke in another league. I should uh, <laughs> I should fuck him over. I, don't, I man, fuck. Like, what am I supposed to do now? No Saquon. Do I hear a PlayStation? Fucking, yeah, hold on. It was actually kind of relaxing. Well, I heard it, and I was like, "I'm gonna go play Assassin's Creed after this." <laughs> like triggered yeah my bad i was I, I was gonna put it on the tv and finish this last 20 minutes that uh <laughs> i'm gonna be honest like i got kind of going on here in silence i just couldn't i i'm sorry i could not you know what it's better than i thought that i remember though exactly i will i am gonna give it some credit there it is better it's not good but it's better than i remember yeah i had the same thought maybe it's because i watched it in english this time <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of us came away with that same uh y'all have no respect for the boundaries of well I think we've all seen worse movies since then so yeah um, we're looking at it with a different eye now yeah I mean after that... Tokyo Drift you know <laughs> the acting in Tokyo at least we had good actors in Suicide Squad <laughs> wow you just gonna let them do this to you Antonio it's fine it's not even his favorite I've already spent too much time defending it. Listening back to it, it was just like clear that no, none of the answers were going to be accepted. <laughs> I accepted your answers. What are you talking about? Well, no, besides like Ryan, everyone else was just like, here's the question. What the fuck? No, I'm not going to accept your answer. It was like a pre- it's like a presidential debate. Like, no, I'm not going to hear that side. I'm I, right. You're wrong. I heard your your arguments. I, I was gonna say I think I think I'm on record as saying that makes sense at least two times. Well, Brandon just kept rebutting. Why are we bringing up six when I'm talking about five? Because six didn't fit his narrative. <laughs> I think I asked that question and Antonio snapped at me. He was like, "Because I'm answering a question." I was like, "My bad." <laughs> I was like, "Shit!" I stepped into this one between him and Brandon. My my bad, Antonio. I I have nothing but respect for you and your movie opinions. No, I can't say the same. We should do instant family one one uh, one week. That's the is that the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. Jen keeps complaining that we haven't done Fear yet. So if we do a Mark Wahlberg movie, I don't think we got to do one of those first. Forever. God, how many movies does Mark Wahlberg have that are good? I can name that tune in three notes, Nick. Yeah, three right off the bat. You got Boogie Nights, you got Three Kings, and you got The Perfect Storm. Interesting. An interesting move to not pick The Departed, but I like all three of those very much. That just would have been too much. That would have been too easy. And it's not necessarily a Mark Wahlberg film. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I mean, it's not. (laughs) I'm okay with it. The Fighter, I could have gone with that one. He's had a lot of hits, but he's had a lot of misses. Yeah, I I guess it's a recency bias thing, right? Like, when's the last? When's the last good? He's like the um, he's a baseball reference, like the Buck Showalter of actors. 
got some hits, some misses. Okay. I'm like my boy Jared Leto. Unlike your boy Jared Leto? Oh, boy. That's just hit after hit oh. after hit. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> honga, honga. I think, I think I'm going to be the one dying on... I, I forget who put something about dying on the Jared Leto hill. It's a me. I mean, I'm not going to be the one dying on the hill for this performance, but I'm going to be the one dying on the hill of Jared Leto in general. Um, anyways, hey, fuck it. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's everybody been watching this week? Brandon Jones? I am all the way to the season finale of The Office for the first time. I turned it off because I was like, man, you know what? This is... I can already tell that this is going to be emotional because um, you had Andy's goodbye the episode before. And I was like, man, you know what? They're going to. And then they had they also had Daryl's goodbye where they did the, the dance dancing with Daryl. And I'm like, man, this is going to be emotional. So I'm going to just I need to just take some time. I need to breathe. And then I'm going to watch this this final episode and it's going to be special. I can tell it is. <laughs> Were any of those goodbyes harder than Michael Scott's? Yeah, I guess so far Michael's has been the hardest. Uh, just because I was so convinced that he was just he was gonna come back, and then he never did. You know, he's he's like he's like that dad that went out for cigarettes and <laughs> never came back. I see your notes in here about Pam, and uh, I just want to say that Pam is literally the worst character on this show. She's the worst so person. Selfish, not letting Jim just breathe and pursue his dream. Like I think that they mentioned, like he came up with this idea in college, and then like the, he finally gets to do it, and she can't let him just pursue this for a little while. Yep, Ryan. What? Yes. So <laughs> what? I uh, I found this YouTube channel. Doesn't have any subscribers. Only has one video. We should probably put that link out there. And it was a, it was a, it was a good little clip, about six oh, seconds long. I forgot to like and subscribe. Oh, I liked it. I just didn't subscribe. He doesn't have much content on there. <laughs> At least not yet. I don't know. We'll, we'll be see. sure to sh- we'll be sure to share it on the pages later in the show notes. And you'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about. Uh, and then I just watched like two random movies that have absolutely nothing to do. Um, with what we're watching this week, other than they're both actually, you know what? They're both very underappreciated movies, just like Suicide Squad. But Maverick, um, with Mel Gibson, James Garner, James Garner, and uh, Jodie Foster, and then uh, <laughs> one of Amanda's favorites and one of uh, Nick's favorites, little Laura Linney movie called Congo. That trollop. That trollop. Amy, good gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> It still cracks me up to this day. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched. Just like two really random movies and like this random YouTube channel. I liked Maverick, even though I tried to ignore it because I try to take that stand and not watch the the movies that I think are dumb when you're watching them. But I like that one. Just wait. Predator, Cobra, Bloodsport. Under- all, all, the, all the movies we should be talking about on this podcast, you're just going to watch, not even realize it. But that's all I watched. Antonio, what about you? Speaking of blood sport, I rewatched the episode of Cobra Kai where Johnny Lawrence mm. Googles uh, blood sport. But no, I watched. <laughs> 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 but I watched uh, the 2008 version of Rambo, which is bad. 
And then last night I watched Notorious because there was nothing else to watch. It was fine. Nothing to write home about with either. Wasn't Anthony Mackie Tupac? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Notorious. Interesting. It was all a dream. I used to read. Derek Luke was in this? Yeah, he's he's Diddy. Oh, he, he's Diddy right. just doing his little head nod. Like, you, you feel it? You hear it? And he just does like his little... <laughs> Like dancing at the VMAs of the 112. <laughs> Everyone over 35 will know what I'm talking about. I think that's our target audience. Hey, yeah, it's a good demo. Mm-hmm. They vote. Um, Jennifer didn't watch a lot this week, but we did watch Venom with Tom Hardy from a couple years ago that I completely forgot about. And as much as I love Tom Hardy, it's the weirdest accent. And to see it come out of his mouth that he's trying to do, I just, uh, it was better than the movie we watched this week, though. So that's something. You know, things change, obviously. But in the beginning, he's a regular guy. And it's just so, it's just so weird to see Tom Hardy try to pretend to be like a normal citizen. And like slightly a bitch. (laughs) Kind of like. Yes, yes. You are a loser. Yeah. <laughs> also, Michelle Williams. Oh, yeah. She she looks like she's trying to look like Pepper Potts too much. And it's weird. I didn't like it. She took that she took that paycheck and she just fucking ran. It's wild. <laughs> um, well, I did watch one movie and I watched it three times this week because I hate myself. Um, actually, more to more to Brandon's point. Off the air, I guess. I watched this movie three times because I watched it the first time while I was doing something else and it ended. And I thought to myself, what the fuck just happened in that movie? I don't understand. So I watched it again. I I think I had enough and I didn't want to watch it again. And then Jen hadn't watched it. So she was like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to watch this movie. Watch it with me because I don't want to do this. And I don't want I certainly don't want to do this alone. So as a as a good boyfriend, I sat there and watched this movie for the third time in four days, I guess. Which let me tell you, uh, puts you in a certain state of mind. Um, Ryan, I guess you've already spoiled the surprise here. The movie is the movie is Suicide Squad. We attempted to do blockbuster week on the fun table. Um, Yeah, so we all we all chose our nominations from the top 100 highest grossing movies in the United States, domestic gross, I guess. Um, very difficult, a lot of franchise movies, a lot of movies that you know don't necessarily make for good podcast content. If we do some, some franchise pods that we'll get to, I'm excited about some Marvel stuff, some, uh, some Twilight. It'll be good to, can't wait for that Twilight franchise pod. Anybody? Nobody? The movie opens with a deer putting its lips down to crystal cool water. <laughs> good impression. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I can't wait for everybody's uh, Joker impression. Anyways. Uh, and I, son of a bitch that I am, nominated Suicide Squad. How'd that work out for you? This was also the movie that I thought would be the most fun uh, to... God, what is the polite way to to OBJ to take a shit on, right? Collectively, as a group. Um, 
I know from personal experience from watching this movie that Jen absolutely hated it. Yeah, I've I've never been more ready to shit on a movie. Wait, is anybody I on, was a little on Team Su- Suicide Squad? Oh. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. No, let's get to it right There's now. one poor unfortunate soul out there, apparently. Because, Ryan, mm-hmm. when I nominated Suicide Squad, what's the first thing that you thought? Oh, well, what do we have here? <laughs> it was actually really good. It was actually really good. I will be completely honest. I was like, Nick's just trying to troll me. He is. He wants to make this podcast episode all about shitting on me and my taste. Because I think at one point, I don't, I don't know if it was in conversation or we were even recording. I was like, you know what? Movie gets a, like kind of a bad rap. It's not that that bad. Suicide Squad. And I know Nick, being the uh, the extremely intelligent person he is, he 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 jotted that down in that big old brain of his and was just like, that dude pisses me off. I'm gonna roll out Suicide Squad. It's gonna be six on one. What did you do to him? I listened to that Fast and Furious pod and I was like, oh man, fuck this guy. (laughs) I get the sense that other people probably were not particularly excited when I nominated this movie. Antonio? I was not, I was reminiscing about the PTSD it would cause, reminding me of the worst Christmas Eve ever, where my cousin's girlfriend at the time, uh, they came over for Christmas Eve and they were going to spend the night. And she was like, Hey, have you seen suicide squad? And of course the answer was no. And I told her, I heard it's probably the worst movie of all time. And she was so excited to tell me no, but it's really good. Like we red boxed it. We should watch it. And unfortunately that year Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday, I think. So there was a primetime Bengals Texans game. Uh, This was the Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage-led Texans team. So it's not like I could say I'm watching the game. So we watched Suicide Squad. And I sat there saying, what the fuck did I just watch? And then after the movie, she was like, what did you think? And She's so sweet, I couldn't lie to her. So I just said, you know what? Superhero movies aren't really my thing, so this isn't for me. The following, mor- so you lied. The following so you morning, lied. Civil War was added to uh, Netflix. Captain America Civil War was added on Netflix. Guess what we were watching as we were opening presents Christmas morning. And I'm like all into the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have to fake like fake that it was bad too? <laughs> no, I was like, man, this, is, this is what a good superhero movie is. I love superhero <laughs> movies. I don't, but I felt bad. I don't think she's around anymore, so the guilt isn't as bad. But yeah, worst Christmas Eve ever. That's what I think of when I think of Suicide Squad. Brandon, what about you? You have some strong opinions about Suicide Squad. You know what? I remember seeing this movie the first time and being like, man, this is this is really bad. And I remember thinking at the time, like, man, you know, DC can't make a good live action movie to save their life, which is weird because they have these iconic characters and you just, you watch these, these DC movies and you just, you don't care about the characters. DC, I think just was like, man, you know what? We've got these great characters. They're not making us any money. Like let's slap a couple of them down on a, on a screen and let's, let's see what happens. And it just, it's not, it's not the same, but and I'm going to steal a quote from Deadshot here uh, for Ryan here. Uh, I'm going to get you there, man. 
and you're going to end this and I'm going to carry your ass if I have to. This movie is not as bad as I thought it was. It was oh, actually wow. kind of fun. And, you know, car- caring about the characters aside, the movie, the music's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, transitioning you from scene or from set to set. Um, it's an action movie. I mean, who's who's going to complain about that? There's enough characters here that uh, they're they're fun. You you maybe don't care what happens to them at the end of the day, like you know when the when they turn the lights out, but they're uh, they're fun to watch. I'm excited. It's not as fun when we all gang up on one person. It's nope. so much more fun to gang up on Brandon anyway. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a really strange movie. And, and before before we talk about um, sort of the bigger picture, I, I wanted to talk about like what the fuck happens in this movie because i i think that that's one of the confusing parts of it is something as simple as plot so first i, I want to talk about my favorite part of the movie the beginning the character introductions a roll call get introduced to all these uh, wacky personalities i don't know this is this is the part of the movie that i feel like works the best Jennifer, you're making a face like you don't even think this part of the movie works. No, no, I was going to say you said the best. I was like, it's, I mean, there's not, that's a very short list of like the best things about this movie. It was a very misleading intro because it was actually pretty good. Because I've only seen this one other time before. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't think I could be paid to watch that again. And here I am doing it for free. But I'm just a big Will Smith fan and a Harley Quinn, um, Margot Robbie fan. The only thing that threw me off was the, um, what's his name? Ike. Um, Baron Holtz, yeah. Baron Holtz character. I hate Who's that guy. one of the best characters oh, in great. this whole thing. Great He's character. funny. He was so red funny. Red flag. Right there. I don't hate him as an actor. I just, he, I don't think this was the right casting. Listen, I, I love him in, every, in anything that he's in. So I'm biased a little bit. But the comedic relief that he provided in some of these like serious scenes and stuff. Perfect. Loved it. I just can't with his face. Like I like him and I love his other movies, but just in this role, like it didn't land. It makes you cringe a little. Like I don't like him in general, but he was cast correctly because he's supposed to make you feel like he's a sleazy guy. So I guess it worked out fine. Cause that's, he gave me the creepy crawlies. Like I wasn't even creeped out. He just like is kind of goofy looking. Yeah, that too. I really liked him. There's a lot of other ridiculous things about this movie, so it's that's not the worst thing they did. <laughs> right. Okay. Hey, Antonio. So you, so you, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go ahead. Do your... Hey, Antonio. <laughs> do your fight. Is that enough character development for you? What we had in the beginning of this is movie? Is this the part where I say that character development isn't important in these type of movies? Oh, it's not <laughs> now. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't care about character development in this movie just because it was trash. So, which it definitely has some. All, all I cared about was the the Mexican homie who found his second family and was willing to put it all on the line for them. Very reminiscent of another character from another movie series, but. <sighs> So no, not, I didn't like the character development for that. <laughs> In an origin story like this, a, a lot of times these movies will take the entire movie to go through like a backstory, a back history, and then you, and then there's a payoff at the end. In this particular movie, they basically do a rundown of everyone's 
history and everyone's story, like in the first 15 minutes of the movie, you're introduced to every single character who's going to play an important role in this movie. That I appreciated. Was it a little, was it a little too fast? Was it a little too, yeah, maybe. But you got the gist of all the important characters. Right. So, so, okay. So you get, you get introductions, you get a sort of setting of the stakes here. A question I did have as far as the intro goes, who, who is your guys's favorite introduction? Who did you watch and think, all right, well, I'm basically, who are you rooting for for the rest of the movie? Uh, it's going to be Harley Quinn for me. But maybe I'm biased. Like I already knew that character. I didn't know the other, like that rock or lizard person. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's killer croc, Jennifer. He's a crocodile. Okay. Okay. I think the best one was obviously Dead Shots. You're already drawn to it because it's Will Smith. So you're like, okay, I'm in. So that's why they actually start off the movie with Will Smith. They're like, hey, we're going to open up with him. And then we're going to kind of follow his little short little origin story. And you find out, you know, he's got a daughter. He's a contract killer. He's good with words. He went from making a million dollars to two million dollars because a dude assassinated him. And then he's walking with his daughter. And then, ooh, Batman cameo. Here we go. Because not even Will Smith can take down Batman. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty mad at his daughter for stopping that fight, but... No shit. Whatever, right? Uh, No, I mean, Deadshot's probably the best character in this this movie. Uh, And it's probably because it's Will Smith. He's got the Will Smith effect. Uh, Carrying movies like he did Wild Wild West. He's also got the best lines in this movie. But it is a tie, too, with, with, like what Jen said, with Will Harley Quinn, because you're wanting to see the Joker. And because the trailer to this movie was just so good and all, all hands on deck, you're ready to watch this. And then you see him come out or you see his little soul strut and his laugh. He looks like a different version of the Joker that you've never seen before. So you want to see how he interacts with everybody. Like, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't here for Jared Leto in any sense. Honestly, they could have just not had him in this. And I would have been like, okay, like let Harley Quinn just do her thing. Did you watch this in theaters? Did you did you see the trailer for this movie? And I don't think I've ever paid to see this movie. The trailer was very Joker heavy. We thought it was going to be a movie about the Joker. I do recall that. And then I do remember the first time I watched it, I was like, there was hardly any Joker. And then right. the second time I watched it, I was like, that was too much Joker. <laughs> so. I think it would have been interesting to, if you're going to put Joker in here, perhaps they sort of made him like, the secondary villain, but they didn't have a bunch of screen time for him. You might as well just make him the actual villain as opposed to what they did, which I think is is one of those weird sort of superhero movie tropes where they make like this weird CGI thing, the bad guy. Right. So this is this is where you get, you know, you set the stakes and it's this giant sort of amorphous like What's the difference between him and and Steppenwolf, right? Right. You know, to to Jen's earlier point about this being just a, a confusing movie plot wise, um, their their mission, should they choose not to die, I guess, is not to take down this fucking giant CGI monster. It's to rescue a person that they don't fucking know, right? The middle of this movie is essentially them coming together, getting outfitted with all sorts of taxpayer funded clothing. Custom I thought clothing. that was their clothing. Yeah, it was their clothing. So they just like stored it. So you yeah, know, like yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you go to jail, they take your personal belongings <laughs> and they put them in a big. I'm you, not. Is I, this from experience or? But also, do they do that when you're Killer Croc? We're gonna keep that hoodie. Was he wearing the hoodie when he got arrested? 
Yeah, the alternative is that somebody went out and bought him that hoodie and was like, hey, put put this on. It'll look good on you. Put this vomit green velour hoodie on. But also, like, just to go back to the plot breakdown, the mission was to rescue this high value target. But what were they going to do about the fucking thing in the middle of the city? Like, what was the plan there? It's weird because Amanda Waller, and, you know, again, one of the gripes with this movie, Amanda Waller starts this movie out by saying, listen, if a bad if a bad superhero comes out, we need people to counteract them. Right. And then this bad superhero is not a superhero, a bad supervillain CGI shit appears. And the mission is not we need you to take that shit down. The mission is y'all better come and get me the fuck up out of here. But also. It was her fault that she was there in the first place, right? Because she wouldn't evacuate when she was told. Yes. The trailer showed that you assumed that the Joker was going to be your villain. And I went into the movie the first time I saw this in the theater thinking the same thing. And I was like, what the fuck is this ancient Aztecian thing? What the fuck are we doing here? Is the Joker not controlling this thing? Like, But in watching it several times, probably like 10 times since. You have voluntarily watched this movie 10 times. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, we were, we were going to go back to that. <laughs> Look, this there's no secret that this movie had a lot of rewrites. It had a lot of reshoots. And I think somewhere in there, they lost track. And they thought, because I, I want to say that there should have been a scene in there where Amanda Waller just says, the big, like, they chalked it up to make it like this big reveal, like the person we're saving is Amanda Waller. And I think the reason why that was, is there probably was a scene in there that was just like, yes. I'm the person you're saving because I control this bitch. I'm the most important. I wanted to make sure that you guys could do this. And they didn't give us that scene. They didn't show us anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Why did they just stab the heart, though, and end this? Because she wanted to see if they could actually do this. Could my task force X actually be useful in a situation like this? Was this like a test run? I want to say it kind of was because what you're going to you're you finally get clearance to do something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, we need you like right now. I'm just like, I'm I am not going to defend the fact that this movie has some major fucking flaws in it. And they fucked it up when they were kind of editing this movie and doing reshoots. So would the idea be that she's like, hey, okay, so this is your first run. I want you to prove that you can um, find a human and extract them well so enchantress gets away and she causes her shit so i think she's at this point she's like look i'm stuck here in ground fucking zero let's see if my task force could handle what's going on save me and take care of the problem altogether if they had gone that route i think this would have been a much more clear story in this movie but they didn't they failed i think if they would have gone that way i would have felt more upset than I actually do at Amanda Waller for being dumb. Um, this middle, the middle portion of this does have my favorite scene, which is Slipknot, the man who can climb anything, which a, another portion <laughs> of, of the things that I am upset about are like the random ancillary characters that they give like the shittiest introductions to like Katana, like walks up onto the helicopter and Rick flag is like, you're late. And then it, we get like a five second backstory of her murdering someone. Which is unfortunate because she is such a treasure in the boys. That's her? Yes, sir. Oh. That's Kamiko. 
So back to shitty character reveals. They have Slipknot come out of a truck like a Humvee and just punch a woman in the face. <laughs> she was great. Sorry. Like, listen, I listen. I don't condone violence against women, but when he just punched her in the face, that was. I mean, we're all about equality on the fun table. <laughs> Does that make the viewer okay when his head just like? Com- clean pops off he gets five lines in this fucking movie and then his head just with no sound just pops off don't hit women my favorite part was when it's just dangling there afterwards <laughs> so great Slipknot, the man who can climb anything god i think that this movie tried to be funny at certain points and especially in the middle they tried to be funny obviously because well in the in the beginning and in the middle they tried to be funny because, you know, you have to have a very serious denouement. Like, you know, that's that's just the way that action movies go, right? You don't have time to make jokes. You have to you have to have Jay Hernandez say, I've lost one family. I'm not losing another. Like, you that's just... That's not funny. And that's what I'm saying. You can't, oh. you can't afford to be funny. You have to have people spout, like, the shittiest lines of dialogue in the world. Anyways, um... This movie, I feel like, tries to be funny, but doesn't, like... I felt like the funny moments landed. I, I definitely found myself laughing. Oh, I did, too. During this. I thought that they, they definitely landed when they tried it. What was... So, what, what comes to mind? When I, when I ask you, when, when we talk about funny parts, I don't know how everybody else feels about how funny this movie was. But let's, you know, let's, let's talk about the, the funny parts that stick out, I guess. There's this there's the one line which to me is the funniest line in the whole movie that Will Smith has where he uh it's him and uh Rick Flagg and they're looking mm-hmm. at Enchantress like, Is that your old lady, huh? And he's like, Well you need to handle that shit, all right? Get up there, smack her on the ass, tell her, knock the shit off. <laughs> that was funny. Or even the other the other scene between Deadshot and Rick Flagg at the beginning when he does like the practice run to show off for everything and he's telling him all the things, and he's just like, you know, Darnell, Darnell's out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's out. <laughs> Darnell's out. That, that was very clearly an ad lib. Shouts to, shouts to Will Smith. But it was funny. And then oh, at yeah, the yeah, very yeah. end, he goes, you're in no position to make any demands. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was talking to you. No, Aaron boy, I'm talking to your boss. That was fucking funny. <laughs> you're laughing now, and, and I'm not even Will Smith. Uh, to me, you are. To me, you are. You're the Will Smith of this pod. Wait, no, probably not. Obviously, the people that think this movie is good are going to say that it's funny. Jennifer, how about you? Did you find did you find this movie funny past the beginning? Did you find this movie funny? Yeah, I mean, I even thought the beginning was like a little funny. Um, sure. But that's like, you know, back to Ike um, Barinholtz. Like when he's like kind of like talking like dirty-ish to her kind of or like hitting on her. And then mm-hmm. he like something, he's like, God, I love you. And then he like <laughs> shocks her with like the electric. Thing. Like, but I think movies like this, like most superhero or comic movies have like that humor in it. I thought it was funny at certain points, but then also funny in a sense that it wasn't that good. I mean, okay. How many of y'all in the movie theater when Ike's like, when he has the gun to his head and he's like, I want you to shoot him. And then I want you to go and clear my browser history. <laughs> Everyone in the theater fucking laughed at that like, because you're like, oh, oh yeah, shit. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely need to have my browser history cleared. I got I I wear a fucking like an Apple watch that's that's fucking coded to delete <laughs> all of my shit should my pulse ever drop to zero. 
It's the only way to get it done. <laughs> Can't trust anybody else to do it. I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me because this is that is the disease of these DC movies. You know, I know we don't like to talk about multiple movies when we when we have these discussions, but like their whole thing was that the whole Zack Snyder of it all and the DC of it all was that they fucking they're way too serious. Why 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 so serious? Essentially, like you don't you don't need to have that. Um, and I feel like they cut this. They got some feedback after Batman versus Superman and some other shit. And they were like, we're going to cut this and try to put in some humor. But um, I don't know that David Ayer is the right guy to do it. And I don't think that it came across in Shasta. Much love to Ike Barinholtz. He did what he could. Um, It's just not everything. Not everything landed here in the way that I wanted it to. Um, Anyways. uh, Okay. So, so we're all, gosh, we're all gradually succumbing to the, the gravity of, of Ryan and, and Brandon's takes here. This movie is not as bad as we all thought it was. Oh fuck. We're at the, we're at the end. We've made it to the end of the movie and we've made it to the giant fight scenes. Well, hold on. We can't get there though, without the bar scene where everybody of, abandons rick yes because they're like this is bullshit and then they're sitting there and they're having their come to jesus moment and we see all that character growth just manifest itself yep oh is that what happens talk to me about character development brandon do you have a glass and a lighter yeah i mean right because my man tells that story about why he he can't lose control of himself and that hits you in the feels but then he's like you know what but for my second family i can do this I love the fact that Captain Boomerang listens to that whole fucking story and he's like, yo, what about the kids, though? But that's real. Like, read the fucking room, though. But there's always someone in the group and that's just like, yeah. Who can't read the room. I mean, I think we have a friend who sometimes <laughs> fails to read the room. Wait, who is it? Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm trying to no, read no, the room no. right now. Are we talking about Derek right now? God damn it. <laughs> And I is this the time that I can plug my hashtag? I hate Derek. <laughs> no, okay, so right, you have the bar scene and yeah. Rick comes in and he, you know, he's he admits, you know, he's in love with the girl and Deadshot's like, "You know what? I feel that. I'm going to get you there, man. You're my boy. I'm going to help you." And you know, there's no real I will say the one character that doesn't, well, maybe Captain Boomerang too cuz he didn't give a shit to begin with. Um, Harley Quinn doesn't really have much character development there. I think she realizes that she fucked them over with the, with the Joker thing and she wants to make amends for that. So possibly some character development there, I guess is the only, is the only thing. But I think that these, there, it's definitely some character development that you can, they definitely grew, not necessarily maybe into better people, but people who cared about their new family. The issue that I have with that concept is it doesn't like feel like a family necessarily in like a romantic comedy, right? You talk about chemistry between, between the leads. Like I get Will Smith and Margot Robbie have, have shared some scenes and and they're like together, but like, why is uh, El Diablo like, Oh, all of you are my family now. They're all on the same team. They're all pulling for the same goal. Like this is that's what you want in a football team or a basketball team. You didn't do anything leading up to that though. 
he saves them. Remember, they're starting to get cornered in that building. Yeah, and Will Smith, like he riles them up. Otherwise, he just he's just like this ain't my body. Yeah, he riles them up and he saves everybody. And then you notice El Diablo is just like, you know, Will Smith gets scared. And he's like, I was just trying to get you there. It rather than everyone be scared of him or look at him in a certain way, it was kind of like they've accepted me. They, I'm just they are just like me. I am just like them. And they weren't trying to use him as a weapon. They were just, they were, he was protecting his family. Right. But, okay, so I guess the issue here that I have is that, like, I understand why people are happy with Will Smith or or Deadshot. Like, I get why Harley Quinn is like, yo, Deadshot, shouts to, you know, shouts to my guy. He's the first one who embraced me after I technically left y'all. I get why El Diablo is fine with Deadshot. I get why Rick Flagg is fine with him. But why is everyone else fine with each other? Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. And I understand it's one movie. No, but I think it goes back to what Brandon was saying. It's like whenever you have whenever the cool kid in the classroom wants to pay attention in class, everyone pays attention. So like at the beginning, when they first run into those alien things and Deadshot gets up there and just starts like shooting everybody. And then he's just like, boom, 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 just shot, shot, shot. Everyone kind of stops and looks at him and they're like, oh, my God, he's. He's fighting for Rick Flag. He's fighting for this cause. He's fighting for what we're doing here. And if he falls in line with Rick Flag, now we're all on the same team here. Notice how when they're in that building and those alien things go after Rick Flag to try and get him, they're like they're he's they after, they're after Flag, and they all go and they do the suicide circle pose. around him. Yep, right. Yep. Like they're all bought in together at that point. There, we are all in this together. We all have the same thing on our neck. We all see that it works. If we all stand together, we have a better chance of surviving than if we don't. Okay, I I I absolutely do not buy that as a rationale, but I have myself personally come to terms with um, what I feel like their actual rationale. Right? Now you said that, I want to know, like, why don't you buy into that rationale? Okay, so the idea being that, okay, so when Will Smith is like, yo, you got to protect Rick Flagg, it's basically like, if he dies, then we all fucking die, right? They're They're all there for a carrot on a stick. And and that's something that El Diablo has been like, oh, OK, you know that this is a carrot on a stick. You know that the this the the things that have been teased to you are not actually what is what is going to come to pass. And then Deadshot has the the speech to Rick Flagg where he's like, listen, I understand all this shit, whatever. I just want to show my daughter that I'm not a terrible person like all the time. Right. And, and each of those people has that within them. I think though, and so I see that, but there is that, there is the speech before that when they first get to the bar where Deadshot's like, this is all going to be on us. This is, this is, they're going to blame us. And, you know, I had the little sliver of hope for just a second. So I think, you know, he realizes, of course, that this, like, this isn't going to end the way that he hoped that it would. I don't know. For some of them, that it, it's, there's an incentive. And then, and then, you know, once he's reminded of his daughter, and I think once other people are reminded of the fact that they have some humanity, there's a part of them that wants to do some something good or positive or helpful. Is the okay? So the fucking silent majority. Am I right? Um, vocal minority. Do you think that the <laughs> end of this movie? Do you think that the end of this movie is good? Fuck no. The end of this movie is garbage. There's some redeeming qualities here and there, but the horrible CGI monsters fighting back and forth, I was like, please let the Joker come in and do something at this point and make it about him and not about these two Aztec warriors 
That's how I felt about it. That's probably that's the least favorite part of the movie for me, with the exception of one shot or two shots, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I I, I pretty much agree with you on that. I, part of it is Kara and that weird shaken sh- hip thing she's doing the whole time, and also I guess the other part of it is like, okay, we've already done a ring of trash with a beam of light in the sky in a previous DC movie. So it's like, okay, I mean, I don't know how many times we're going to keep putting this, this ring of garbage with a light beam shooting up through it. But I guess we're going to keep doing that because it's DC, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, I mean the, the ending definitely leaves a, a lot to be desired, desired after, especially after you have such a great scene in the bar. People who dislike this movie, there's a lot of error being taken up here. If you don't like this movie, then presumably you didn't like the end. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just me and Ryan out here at this point. Me and Ryan versus Nick, guys. You guys are just writing a love letter. There's- <laughs> y'all, just, y'all just like to talk. Um, why don't you like the end of this movie? It felt like two different movies rolled into one. There was something missing between the Amanda Waller rescue and the trash monster. <laughs> And I feel like, like, I don't know if they, they added on the monster at the end to like fill in whatever screen time they took away from Jared Leto because they decided they didn't want to put the Joker in there anymore. I just didn't understand why we were going anywhere after getting Amanda. That's all. Did they kill all the uh, soldiers that she created? Because they got into that building and they got to that floor pretty easily, it seemed like. Like we spent a whole hour like creating all these soldiers and they were nowhere to be found. I think Diablo took care of most of them in that one building. Also, how is Diablo literally the manifestation of some sort of like ancient Aztec warrior? Yeah. Did I miss a, an allusion to him him being well, that? I like, think previously? there's supposed to be some like background that either wasn't talked about or it should be from like the fucking comic books or something where there's a there's a line in there that Enchantress says to him, how long have you had the sight? When we look at his profile, when they throw up the little profile and like they talk about his powers, like they have no idea how powerful he is. Like it's unknown the limits of his power. And I just accepted that as, okay, he had this hidden the whole time. Perfect. I thought she just meant like, how long have you been enlightened? <laughs> right. Like how long have you been able to see the fact that like. You can't have what you want. And I, and I thought that was just like a, a manifestation of the fact that he fucking like. He he was the wisest of them, right? He was like, right. "Listen, I I went through so much. I've been through so much, and I killed my whole fucking family. Like y'all don't even know, you know. Like I, if I see a, a visage of my family return to me, I'm gonna know that it's not real." Well, yeah, but Deadshot also saw himself killing the Batman, and I really like that daydream scene. I didn't yeah, I didn't appreciate good. it up yeah. until this last time we watched it, where they're all by that pillar. And Deadshot has the thing where he, I killed the bat. And then uh, Harley Quinn is like having a family with the Joker. And then uh, Joel Kinnaman gets to like actually have like a real life with Dr. Moon. And it's it we've all we've all had those like times where we've like fallen asleep or about to fall asleep. And you and you start dreaming. And nope, you don't I'm even real, and- full disclaimer. I'm living my dream right now every day with Lindsay. She doesn't. She right you here? told us that she doesn't listen to the pod. Is just she in right case, right just now? in case. No, just she in there? case she listened to this Brandon. episode. Brandon, Brandon, cough two times if you're in trouble. <laughs> but anyways, I just want real quick with the whole like the visions or whatever, and like I guess the guy who like 
turns into fire or whatever, um, is like, no, you guys, it's not real. Like, I didn't even think for a second that they were like actually fully believing that stuff that that was happening. Is that what was supposed to be happening? Yeah. Because it was like literally like 10 seconds. They were just like, oh my God. And he's like, you guys snap out of it. It's not real. I was like, I don't know. I just didn't buy anything this movie was doing. I think like the director just like assumed everyone was going to get it. She had done it earlier in the. I don't see. I don't know. Half the shit y'all have been talking about. I was like, that happened. Like, I don't <laughs> like Nick, like five, like five minutes ago. You're like, all right. So like, what'd y'all think of the end? And I was like, just like the movie. I'm like, how did we already get to the fucking end? Like what even happened? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Could have watched Jurassic Park. That's all I'm saying. So the, the end is trash in general. All of it. But to answer Jen's question, like the whole point of like the visions to believe it was to distract you. Oh, like magic? Like magic? magic? Like magic. <laughs> Wait, fuck, I love magic. She <laughs> wasn't trying to distract them. She was trying to entice them into following her. Right, being on her side. This is yeah. this is what I can provide for you. That's why Harley was oh, like. Oh, like Nellie in the office when she's like, Pam, you want to yes. come take a nap? Here, just lie down. Yeah. And she like wins over the whole office yes. by showing them what they could have. By giving okay. them everything. I guess that makes sense. But it literally was like, I felt like maybe 15 seconds, 30 seconds. And then he was like, no, no, you guys don't believe this. And I was like, wait, what? And then they were just like, oh, my God, you saved us from, I don't know. I think it's really hard to build up Enchantress as this, this uh, hyper capable villain who's who can do all these things and teleport and, and do all that shit and then be like you know what actually she can't um she can't fight a girl with a bat that's uh I, that's your problem with this movie work. no that's one of <laughs> but like that the end scene where it's like oh my god it's just enchantress against all these people like how are they going to stop her but like if she really wanted to she could just she's like teleport behind them and stab them in the neck right like it's not it's not super hard also the money put into making enchantress like look like that i was like that's what they went with yeah like ryan you said they did a lot of rewrites i swear this looks like they just went with their first draft their first round (laughs) and said it's a wrap apparently enchantress looks nothing like this in the comic book so someone out there thought this was a fucking good idea the voice that they gave her like i don't it was distracting i was kind of into the voice and they picked a terrible actress to play her. She's definitely not an actress. Let's let's not call her that. Oh, she's acting she is, in this movie. She is a model who got an acting job. Y'all are so mean. Shit, they could have uh, just put Kendall Jenner in. She is trash. I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the hashtag release the air cut campaign Ooh. that has, has sprouted up. I'm in on that. In July of this year, David Ayer stated his vision was changed due to the success of Deadpool and the negative criticism that Batman versus Superman got. Basically, his, quote, soulful drama was beaten into a comedy. Is that what you want to see out of this? This is this, it, this, it obviously got edited down into something, whatever the fuck it is. I think that's what the executives at Warner brothers wanted because so warner brothers they contact a company to do a trailer and they throw a trailer out there and they put it together and it's just gotten like so many hits it's got like these cool graphics it's got this this great music to it and so then they screen a copy of a completed version that david Ayers puts out of the suicide squad and the test group is like 
No, but we really like the trailer. So then Warner Brothers goes back and they go to the company that created the trailer for him and goes, hey, if we gave you a cut of this movie, let's see what you could do with it. Warner Brothers issued out a company that makes trailers for movies to edit their movie. And the version that they came out with was funnier, had a little bit more heart and soul. And then they tested that version against David Ayer's version. The trailer company's version was much more well-received than David Ayer's. So they basically just said, you know, we're going to keep David Ayer's on. Obviously, you're the director, but we want you to, we want to edit in this particular direction. This is how we want to go. And I think he was really butthurt about the fact that, oh, it's not going to be the soulful drama. You guys are turning it into a wannabe Marvel movie, just being jokes. Deadpool. So in looking at the new Suicide Squad trailer i think that that's probably the direction that we're going with this one as well um and that's fine with me to be clear this movie is better than batman versus superman it's not it's not wonder woman good but it it may it may be their dc's second best movie <laughs> i love the defeat in your voice when you say that. that that movie wasn't as bad as this and i'm not gonna say anything about wonder woman yeah, we wouldn't want you to insult strong female characters. I mean, she wasn't that strong. She needed Chris Pine to push her over the edge. Wow. That's all, like all strong women, she needed a man to die first. I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, you've seen the trailer for 1984 and Chris Pine is still alive, so. Oh. Also, I wasn't I wasn't going to watch Wonder Woman. I hate to Ryan Fast and Furious you here, but someone <laughs> has come back. <sighs> You know, Brandon, you, you've made allusions to Guardians of the Galaxy as as a as a movie that gets sort of that gets it right when it comes to bringing a bunch of sort of disparate characters together and making you care about them and, and interested in, in what happens in the movie. For me, one of the, the great things about James Gunn movies is is the sense of uh, in, in particular, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy. And it, it feels like something that that there was an attempt to replicate here was the music honestly i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna be the one who's dying on this hill instead of instead of brandon and ryan here like do y'all think that the the music i mean i feel like it plays a very heavy part there's a there's a lot of music in this movie it was the only thing enjoyable yes i liked it like if you go back to the beginning it's what pulls you in you're like oh if it had been a shitty song and like you still saw the same scenes and same action i'd be like i'm not as excited Ryan, you you had mentioned the trailer and and Queen, right? And it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put recognizable songs here, songs that people can like, you know, get that get in people's head, earworm songs, and and we're gonna we're gonna get the people. I guess the problem that I have here is that um, right. So James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, or or another uh, guy that I'm a big fan of as far as music and movies goes, Edgar Wright. Right. Baby driver, some shit like that. The music is is in sync with what's happening. I did this outline and I um, chose some music cues for this stuff. But in some of the instances, there were stretches where I was just like, I'm going to pick a popular song that people know that is kind of tangentially related to what's happening here. And it feels like that's what the music is for in this movie, where it's like, hey, let me just play a popular song here. I guess the tone that you guys are talking about the music establishing is just like, hey, this is this is a thing of quality. 
even though the even though the thing on that we're showing you is not quality. Yeah, listen, <laughs> but don't look. Right, right, right. But but I feel like I want my music to. If you're gonna spin, if you're gonna break the bank, if you're gonna spend half of your fucking budget for music rights, then I feel like you should actually make it integral or at least somewhat connected to what's happening on the screen. And he didn't. He fucked it up so bad they had to get somebody who actually could to come in and make the sequel. And that's why they got James Gunn. I've said my piece. <laughs> I just I feel bad that if he did spend like however much money, like it still didn't land because he was just like, here, like, let me like he was treating it like a Band-Aid, like just throw a good song over it. It'll look good, right? Yes. Yeah. And it didn't. I like the soundtrack. Yes. OK, great. Right, because this this the soundtrack definitely transitions us from set piece to set piece yep. so well. Yeah, it's 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 almost like another character in the movie. I am going to agree, reluctantly. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gonna finish this glass of wine. That's interesting, Amanda. You because you're an Edgar Wright fan. Do you feel like I mean? Okay, listen. He's he stands in a rarefied tier. Yeah, I, you can't compare this to Edgar Wright. But I think that they did a good job utilizing the music here to set the tone for certain scenes. And like what uh, Brandon said, transition from scene to scene, um, they work. I just I just mean, like, is it money well spent? Like he could have just gotten better writing, better editing. It's it's well spent as in it's the only good part. That's true. You know what I'm saying? If he so, did one thing, I guess. Yeah. Good songs. <laughs> True. It probably wasn't even him. I mean, it music. was a it was a great like compilation of songs. You had older songs that we all sing along to because we've heard them a million times. You mix, you know, you mix in Queen with fucking Grimes, and then you get Without Me from Eminem, which I know all of us here in this Zoom chat used to sing the shit out of some Eminem when we oh, were in have, middle school. You have the biggest Eminem fan listening right now and so it's not me it's not me it's it it, and you also brought back 21 pilots who had disappeared off the face of the earth yo you should have left them there (laughs) and i like that um i like you don't own me because you know it's an old song that they re that they remade and it was a good version of it i think that is a rough rough portion of, of things here because because the the music cues are like really fucking fast it, because they most of them happen in like the first third of the movie. I think it's also kind of innovative in that way of where the music's going to help accompany the movie to move along. Because that's one thing you can say about the music is it helped the story. Because that first third of the movie, like you said, where the majority of the music is, it kind of seems like it kind of flies by. And then you get into the in, then you get into the the meat of the movie, and you're like, mm-hmm. kind of slows down. And then that last fifth of the movie, you're like, fuck. When is this going to end? Right, but I mean. Um, this movie did what Jay-Z was trying to do for Great Gatsby. Ooh, good take. Okay, so I disagree in the sense that, um, well, I mean, I guess it's it depends on what agree? you want out of the movie, right? <laughs> because because in, in this movie, to your earlier point, Amanda, this movie is like two movies spliced into one where it's like there's a good movie at the beginning mm-hmm. or a decent <laughs> movie at the beginning. And that's where all the music is. And then there's a shitty movie at like the end and there's no music there. So why not just like if you could 
just just move that around so that you get great Gatsby and there's like music and like decent movie the whole way through. They ran out of budget. (laughs) (laughs) The first half of the music. (laughs) No, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never made a movie. Also, I want to clear, I want to, I want to correct myself. It's not queen that we hear. It's panic at the disco. What's the difference? How dare you? What? Like, actually? Listen, I will stand for the first Panic at the Disco album till I die, but I don't think that they're the same band. <laughs> Are you shitting on Haven't you people ever heard of? Both equally trash, so. A got damn door. <laughs> Antonio, god damn it. When Kiss is your favorite band, you have no room to speak. Talk. This is not my favorite band. Thank you very much. Well, whatever. Listen to it. What is it like? A Randy Travis or something? Country? <laughs> I don't know. Randy <laughs> Travis. <laughs> That's good. That's that a good. God, give you that. That's... Who is your Antonio? Who is your favorite band? My favorite band ever. Ever. It's Lincoln Park. Okay. All right. I don't hate that. I can't make fun of you. I know you can't now. <laughs> Two years ago, you could say whatever the fuck you wanted, but now it's like, wow. I, get <laughs> I know, right? Now, now it's, it's like, oh, well. You know who mine is, Antonio? It's Queen. Is it really? <laughs> it's not surprising. It. Oh. it is not Queen. Who is it? ABBA. If you're going band, band, it's... There's a difference between the like, band and artist and like... Hey, don't show them the beat. No, no, ban, ban, ban. Everyone, real quick, ban, ban. Jen, go. Oh, wait, come back to me later. <laughs> okay, go. Nick, go. Band, band. Band, band? Yeah. I can't answer. I, I also uh, can't answer as I'm a brother and. <laughs> we don't, we don't fuck with band. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, does Taylor Swift Aren't count as a band? Temptations a band? I mean, Taylor Swift technically, technically <laughs> wow. has a band. Um, so okay, sure. Taylor Swift band. Please do not say that Taylor Swift. Killer Croc loves the Temptations. Um, Um, you fuck. (laughs) Put on the put on the sweatsuit. Uh, let's let's do it this way. Let's talk about let's talk about super villains. Let's talk about fucking Suicide Squad. Um, actually, first of all, is there any is there a super villain? that you guys would have wanted to be in the suicide squad in this movie that wasn't there. Thanos. That <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like it. I like the energy. If, if you could put somebody, you know, I mean, relatively equivalent, you know, like there, there've been a million bad guys in superhero movies that we've seen. Right. So who would make an interesting addition? Venom. Yo, Tom Hardy would have been, but that's just because I just saw that. I can't think of anyone else. Hey, that's that would have been interesting, Tom Hardy. I wouldn't have been mad about it. That mouth do some damage. Mysterio. Ooh, shouts to Jake Jillies. Are we are we crossing like yeah, cross the streams? Okay. <laughs> well, if we're crossing streams, then Zool. <laughs> okay, I like it. That's really crossing streams. They had that's the same. They had the same circle in the air too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's peeing mm-hmm. in a in a baseball stadium urinal. That's crossing streams right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just disapp- I'm disappointed that we haven't 
talked about Amanda Waller at all. The voice, the 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 real leader of this team. Was such a bitch. Let's do it, Brandon. Get into it. Viola Davis was a great, just, she's a great actress. Uh, Amanda Waller is a great character in the DC uh, universe. And I think that she definitely did this character justice. Uh, man, when she, f- it, when they rescued her and she killed all of those, those people in that room, I was like, fuck, who are the real bad guys here? Damn. Bitch. Oh, you you did you did Will Smith basically. <laughs> I love Viola Davis. Like she was a badass, but then she was like also like yelling at everyone the whole time, and I was like, "What's happening?" They just say. I don't understand. Viola Davis is mad. Antonio, talk to me about Viola Davis. <laughs> are you a, are you uh, you strike me as a Viola Davis fan? Yeah, uh, she was in How to Get Away with Murder, right? Yeah, yeah, I liked a couple of episodes of that show. <laughs> She is a well-respected actress. So I was wondering what she was doing in this. <laughs> she owes someone a favor or did, did you feel like she was cashing a paycheck in this? Or did you feel like she was, she was like out here giving it her Viola Davis all somewhere in between. Cause I'm sure she got paid, but I, I don't think that she was rallying the troops behind the scenes on, in this film. <laughs> right. Right. She showed up and she she said the lines that she was given to the best of her ability, but she wasn't like, yo, we need to. She did more than Halle Berry in uh, Days of Future Pass. Oh, it's a weird connection to make, but I feel like I understand why you did it. Is it because Halle Berry's black? And a woman. Um, Why'd you have to call him out like that, Amanda? (laughs) I'm trying to bait Amanda for her weekly Asian like racist joke, but she's not biting. <laughs> oh, it's coming. We haven't even talked about Katana in depth. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on Katana. Yeah, tell me what her nationality is. It's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she carries a Katana. That's right. Actually, she's American. Anyways. <laughs> what the fuck? She speaks Japanese in the movie. I feel like she speaks, uh, I was going to say American. She speaks English, too. She says, I'm not hiding to Harley Quinn. And then Harley Quinn is like, "That's that was gangsta. Fucking shut the fuck up, David Ayer. Like, why is every... Anyways. Um... Speaking of uh, speaking of really fucking creepy shit, let's talk about Margot Robbie. Uh, I love her. I am I am a fan of Margot Robbie, but uh, she's terrible in this movie. Ruby Robbie, ooh, wow. Hmm. I was gonna say this is this is um, <laughs> I have I have put it in here. This is um, this is example one A of David Ayer making me uncomfortable because. Uh, she's, I get Harley Quinn is like, but it's like a cartoon and to put her in real life and make her like hyper-sexualized, like kind of gratuitous. Yeah. Maybe I don't think she's horrible. Maybe I think her character is overly done. Why does it just rain like directly on, it starts raining just directly on her. Just when the women are on the screen. In the fishnet. Like stockings with the short shorts that like I've seen collectively, I've seen all of Margot Robbie's ass at this point. Like those are not shorts. Those are not shorts. Those are not shorts. 
those are and is this just like his attempt at like also trying to win back the audience being like wait wait wait, let me distract you like nothing else is good happening here but just look at her i mean if martin scorsese can do it for wolf of wall street then Uh, surely but that movie was like actually good no that's that's what i mean though that's what i mean right like like he's like oh this is this is what's gonna make a good movie i'm gonna have i'm gonna have her in it and she's gonna show some fucking skin I do like her character, though. Like, I I think it's interesting, like, Brian brought up earlier, like, you only know these characters from, like, the old school comics or whatever. But, like, I swear I already knew who, like, Harley Quinn was mm-hmm. in this storyline. Like, I didn't know who the fuck the lizard um, crocodile thing was or the fire guy or the guy with the boomerang or whatever. But I know Harley Quinn and seen, I guess this is, like, technically, like, her very first portrayal of her. Yes. And I liked her. I wish there had been like, I wish she had better lines. Yeah, her lines were terrible. They kind of just gave her like, she literally was like thrown in there as like a, we need like a hot as female. Eye candy. Yeah. yeah. And like, which is unfair because like, I think she's a great actress. Like, I think she's fun to watch. Like, she can do a lot. I think she does yeah. crazy very well. Well, yeah, she's... Uh, I mean, like, I was just, like, even... I was watching, again, because I love it, but, like, the interesting, like, she's just, like, playing around, and then she, like, licks shit, like, the handles, and, like, is, like, laughing and crying, like, crazy. She did a way better job taking on this role than Cara Delevingne did as Enchantress, which looked like a joke. Oh, agreed. Like, uh... Yeah, we can do that. Let's let's no, talk what about... Were, no, what were you about to say? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I... I... I do think that that's um, very briefly. I do think it's interesting that Harley Quinn in this movie is given the opportunity to to show um, depth and duality, right? Because you see her before she becomes Harley Quinn. And so you see her as a normal psychologist and then you see her in the after. And then also you can see her in some of the lines and some of the things that she says, you can see the sort of in between. And so Margot Robbie gets gets a couple of chances to to do that in in areas that other people don't get to necessarily, um, especially people like Cara, Cara, Cara Delevingne. I say, I say Cara. I think it's Cara okay. Delevingne. But okay, Brandon so. said Cara earlier, and it made me scared that I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I I don't know, and I I will I take say the all for... the names wrong though. So okay, no, so I, it's Cara. no, I'm gonna say I I take I take. Full responsibility for saying any name wrong. I'm going to say Cara Delevingne. It's Cara. I just looked up a YouTube video about it. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. This seems to be the role that you guys have the most problems with. All I will say is that, like, why did she have to... Uh, one, why did she have to wear that outfit? And two, this is this is, this is is example 1B of David Ayer being fucking super weird to me. And I'm glad that we brought these up back to back because I, it feels like David Ayer was just like, I'm going to get female actresses in here to wear as little clothing as possible and move around. So for me, um, That's it. he's got two moves, music and half naked women. It's just so weird. Why is she moving? Why is she moving her hips like Shakira? There was like a lot of excessive like gyrating and just like vibrate. Like, I don't. Yep. The whole time I was like. Almost like she was convulsing, but she's yeah. not. Yeah, like Shakira. I'm looking at a list of some women because I was like, well, who could have actually replaced her? Because like, I'm bad about that. I'm... Literally anybody that breathes. Well, so I can't. 
I was looking at so Olivia Wilde, I could buy that. Mm. Or Amanda Amanda Seyfried, I think would have been good. Ryan, talk to me about Kara. I don't, man. I just don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a whole lot to go off of because of the fact that I wasn't familiar with the Enchantress character at all. So I was just assuming she's supposed to be gyrating and supposed to be kind of aloof. Like instead of coming across like tormented by the fact that you have to turn into this multi-dimensional being, like it came across like uh, like whiny. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I just wasn't. I was. I felt she was probably the weakest part. But then again, he, her entire part in the movie is the weakest part of what of the movie. So it only compounds the problem even much even more that you have a weak character and you have a weak actress playing a weak character. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I can tell you what to do. Yeah. You award her with the uh, Toby Maguire Memorial Award. That's what you do. That's what you do um let's 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 talk about let's talk about somebody who's good in this movie instead of somebody who's bad let's talk about uh jared leto <laughs> i'd rather fucking die um <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about will fucking smith we we've brought up the fact that will smith is one of the better parts of this movie perhaps the best part of this movie as far as actors go are there are there quotes are there scenes are there bits of that performance that they really stand out to anybody that didn't get the proper um, discussion earlier. I don't have anything specific, but I personally think he carries this movie. Um, I think it's a case of Wild Wild West, where the movie is bad, but you want to see it because Will Smith's in it, and you enjoy every scene that Will Smith is in. David Ayer's second most amount of money spent on this film was having Will Smith agree to be in this. Money well spent. Yeah. I really do think they let him cook in this movie. Here are your lines. Now Will Smith the shit out of it. I mean, Brian, we talked about this. The the scene that you mentioned earlier, um, when he's talking to Ike Barinholtz, but he's not talking to Ike Barinholtz. He's talking to Viola Davis. Um, I'm sorry, Joel he's Kinnaman. talking to. He's talking to. Uh, yes, he's talking. He's talking to uh, Rick Flag. What is what is Rick Flag? But he's not actually talking to Rick Flag. He's talking to Amanda Waller. Um, where where he goes, you know, white people the shit out of it, and you can tell based on Joel Kinnaman's reaction, Rick Flagg's reaction. That oh he's yeah, like, well, I wasn't prepared for that as a as a line, you know, because that's just Will Smith. Like, okay, yeah, and 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 he says, Darnell, Darnell can't come. Darnell's <laughs> out. No, Darnell, Darnell's out. <laughs> like that's that's a hundred percent Will Smith. That is not in the script. That is one of my favorite scenes. It's fantastic. Because it's so funny. Yeah. I listen, I, I have no I have no argument with the fact that the beginning of this movie is funny. Um, and mostly because they let Will Smith cook and they don't they let him improv, it sounds like. It seems like, I guess. I think the one time where they might have been, all right, Will, this is what we want you to do. We need you to like act we don't need you to be will smith we need you to be dead shot and we need you to be really in the mindset of if i pull this trigger i will lose my daughter but i never paid attention and i didn't value this scene where it's they're inside they're battling the aztec warrior and he's about to pull the trigger and his daughter shows up as he's looking down and you, you see him kind of have like that Morpheus moment in, in like right before Morpheus breaks the handcuffs in 
the matrix before he starts running like there's that slow motion kind of feel you just feel all the emotion the same thing happened with that and i think that that was one of the the, the pivotal parts of this movie to make it feel hey this is not just your normal ragtag like superhero movie where there's some real depth to this character there's some real feeling here right it's not it's not will smith which i mean you know i think we can all agree is something that we would like to see in a movie is will smith being will smith but you're you're talking about will smith being dead shot right yeah that scene with rick flag and and amanda waller like that's will smith on screen that's will smith saying those like anytime it was like triangle bitch like that's will smith (laughs) that's that's will fucking smith you know but like that particular scene you're like that's that's will smith being dead shot that brought it home for me antonio noted will smith fan how do you feel about this performance oh i thought you were gonna ask for the imbd i had it up Yeah, uh, no, I remember the first time I watched it, uh, even though I hated this movie, I remember him being my favorite part of it. This isn't the performance I'm going to point to when I say, hey, go watch this Will Smith movie. Like, it's not going to be this one, but I mean, his performance held up the second go around that I watched. Um, I didn't think it was any better than the first time I watched it, but he he was my favorite part. Did you feel like it worked for you because uh, because of the times where he was just like Will Smith out there? Will I'm, Smith. I'm dumb, so I don't notice that stuff. It pains me to say this because I, I know that this is accurate for some of y'all. And I hope that y'all are willing, are ready and willing to die on this hill. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about another great acting performance in this movie. Let's talk about Ryan. I, I need you to um, say it in your perfect Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have put you on the spot here. But uh, <laughs> let's. I hear you. Sweet talking to me. I can't. No. Oh, my God. That was, that was good. That was good. Let's talk about. Yes. Let's talk about Jared Leto. Let's talk about the fucking Joker. Why does everybody hate him? Thank <laughs> His... you. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, Tell you me hear why. That? You hear that? This is this is my Joker impression. Why am I laughing? Why am I laughing? Listen. It's in that back of the throat. He's overacting. I get it. Yeah. But I like this version of the Joker. In comparison to what? Not in comparison to Heath. Don't go there. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But in comparison to what? I'm just saying it's an uh, like it's it's a it's a version of the Joker that we have not seen because it's bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jennifer. But but I think in there lies the problem: is how do you in there act? How do you act well? <laughs> I think he acted. I actually thought he was rather good. I'm sorry. Like I, mean, I, I, I know. Jared Leto. I I really do. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do in this movie. I think he did exactly what David Ayer told him to do. Very briefly, before we get before we get too far into this, Antonio, tell tell me the Joker shit that you have for us. I don't have a lot of Joker shit. Uh, so what you're you're referencing is. I show up to Draft House early, and whenever they do franchises, they say previously on said franchise. 
So they did a history of the Joker and they went through every person that has ever played the Joker. And when they got to Jared Leto and they say, and now we're on to Joaquin Phoenix. So we'll see how this movie turns out. (laughs) So that tells you everything you need to know about this performance. Okay. That is, that is how I feel about this. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting off the pro Joker sentiment here because I want you to get you. I want you to get your full argument in before I shit on it. What is good about this? performance he's going for it he is he's acting he's he's overacting he's overacting but he's not he's not overacting the way cara de levine is overacting but she's not uh-huh. like an established actor yes like, i like it i like it when actors who know how to act really lean into being bad because that's somehow better than actors who can't act being bad i'm sorry all i'm saying is <laughs> i'm sorry it was that was a mean retort his choice to portray the character in this situ in in this particular way, I believe, was a choice between him and the director. And the reason why they went this way is just in all seriousness, how the hell are you going to follow up the performance that Heath Ledger gave, like so soon after this? Like it's been eight years since he passed. You have to go in a completely different direction. You've got to go a little. You you can't give it the same thing. Like when Heath did it from different from Jack. I mean, that was a. That was an 18-year difference there. Jack did it his way. See, Jack Nicholson is a lot like Will Smith, and they're not the same when it comes to acting, but like when you see Jack Nicholson up on screen playing the Joker, you're like, that's Jack. That's Jack being Jack. Like with Heath Ledger, you saw him completely dive into the character and become the Joker. To me, I don't see Jared Leto. I see a person who embodied this version of what the Joker, of what he felt the Joker should be. A more sinister, a more, uh, and almost like a more modern take on the Joker. Yeah. I hate everything about what you just said. Brandon, um, Brandon, Why? how do you, how do you feel about it? Let's have our deal. No, Ryan, I think too much of this podcast is, is me and you talking at each other, right? Uh, Brandon, Brandon, my beautiful baby boy, I've called upon you. Talk to me about Jared Leto. That's you know what? I, I'm, I'm. This is where Ryan and I depart. I think. God, he, he's you, you, you could do this movie without the Joker subplot altogether. He, he didn't add anything. I, I know that the trailer featured him heavily, so I guess we had to have him in the movie, but. You know, he he didn't add anything to this movie that uh, that that we needed um, I, as an actor. Uh, I, I I get that Jared Leto tried to do something, do something different as opposed to I guess what Heath Ledger had done on screen with his Joker. But Jared Leto's Joker was creepy um, in a molestery kind of way, and. Not in a not in a Joker kind of way. Right? Yeah, right. It, there there was nothing Jokery about like if you watch you know obviously if you watch the uh, the Dark Knight or like you watch Batman the animated series or even like uh, Batman Beyond or um, yeah if you're if you're familiar with any sort of iteration of the Joker character none of this felt accurate. I I thought that uh, Joker he just came off as a as a weird sexual predator half the time. And it was, it was uncomfortable. Gosh, this, this didn't even make my David Ayer makes me uncomfortable uh, checklist. And it probably should have. I, I think that's mostly because I attribute this to Jared Leto. 
Uh, Ryan, I, I get what you're saying, but uh, for me the whole time I was like, this is Jared Leto. Really? I, I see Jared Leto choosing. Like, this is this is a choice from him. There was the whole Jared Leto was the Joker behind the scenes and sent other cast members, like, what was it? Rats. Like, he sent Margot Robbie a rat and dildos and some shit like just like weird, gross shit. And, and Will Smith was like, I never met Jared Leto, to be honest with you. I only met the Joker, which I think that's something you have to appreciate, though. No, no, no. no. Listen, I, and, and we, you know, Ryan, it's me and you, you know, we're we're fans of method acting. I, you know, Daniel Day Lewis is is um, way up there as far as my guys go. But uh, this is. And I don't think Jared Leto is a good actor. Like, it's just too much for me. We talk about acting feeling like acting as opposed to like acting feeling like being someone. And Jared Leto always feels like he's fucking acting. And it's not okay. It, It this is this is a situation in which he's been asked to do something that's like way outside of the realm of fucking possibility. And part of that is like making the Joker be this sort of person. And part of that is presumably, you know, Jared Leto deciding that that's how he wants to play things. But personally, it just really fucking grates on me. And I know that, I know that there was an issue with, um, so, you know, we talked about the trailer, the trailer is Joker heavy. And, you know, maybe this movie, I, I have mentioned previously, maybe this movie works better if the Joker is the sole antagonist. And, and maybe it does. Maybe maybe Jared Leto's performance, some of Jared Leto's nuance gets cut in this shit because they cut out. Amanda, you have rightly noticed that uh, or noted that Jared Leto's performance, like 75% of his fucking scenes got cut out of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gift and a curse because, Jen, you, you mentioned uh, you watched this and you were like, honestly, could you cut the fucking rest of the 25%? Like, could we get rid of the joker scenes that we have now it's one of those things where like you cut you cut all the shit that's meaningful and so it just felt like forced scenes that you're trying to yeah right, right. It, it's definitely it wasn't supposed to be a subplot because if you even if you go to stream it right now on hbo max or whatever the summary it gives you talks about the joker like he's a main character in this movie like there's still he's second to, build yeah they they talk about the group coming together and then they say, meanwhile, the Joker is plotting whatever. Like he was supposed to be a much bigger role. And I think that takes away from the, the couple scenes that he does have in there because they're, they're pointless now. What, what they should have done in with that is they should have cut out all of his scenes that were in the present. What they should have done is just left in only his scenes that dealt with the learning, the history of Harley Quinn yeah, where Harley had her flashbacks. Right. And then use only those scenes and then leave the scene at the very end when he breaks her out. I think that would have been much more effective if you're going to go with, hey, we're going to cut out 75% of his scenes. Let's just let's just cut it all the way down to 90%. Leave in these three scenes, two callbacks and then the future one, and that's it. Cuz I think I think what happened is you gave us this is going to sound weird. They gave, in the shortened version, they gave us too much Joker, too much Jared Leto. If you had given us enough to be like, wait, what did I just see? 
instead of wait that's what that's the type of joker he is like they took it just a little too much to where if they had just drawn it back just a little bit you would have had people out there super super pretentious movie lovers not not not, the, not you nick i'm just saying like the people out there would have been like i think what i just saw was genius because they didn't see enough i'm right. serious yes, yes no no i mean mystery right the mystery of of what he could have been and i guarantee fucking to you there would have been like jared better than heath question mark no way no okay. no no no. If okay. they, no 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 hold no, on, no, hold I, on. I, if, I if they had given if they had given just three scenes like because remember there is that there is that photo out there prior to the filming where he does the whole like he's ah making that deal and it has like the damage tattoo and he's got the grill on and you're like what are yeah, we that's doing what, here that's what made you excited about the movie right the there beginning. was there was no call like like when when Heath Ledger got the part was cast as the Joker people were outraged there was real outrage on the message boards back then let me tell you Geo Cities was fucking hopping okay <laughs> When Jared Leto got cast as the Joker, people were like, badass. That's going to be fucking rad. Seriously. Rad? Yeah. I just, I think rad. Like, with this movie, like, it's not a Joker movie. Like, it has honestly fucking nothing to do with the Joker. And the fact that they relied on Jared Leto as, like, a promo to get people to buy tickets, like, that's why the box office did so well. Like, they thought it was going to be good. But they weren't banking on Jared Leto. They were banking on the Joker. Like that's that's the deal. Like the jo- either way, like it doesn't fucking make any sense because like he's not part of the movie. It was just to sell the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, get your money. Like they fucking killed it at the box office. Right. They tr- they try to have it both ways. Basically, is is yeah. what you're saying, Jennifer. Is that is that they yeah. advertise the Joker and they're like, come watch this because the Joker's in this and and you haven't seen the Joker since Heath Ledger and you remember Heath Ledger. He fucking killed it. Which like, I'm surprised I mean- they even tried to go that way like i get it like you know they have to i do agree fix harley quinn's story because like it is her first introduction so like you do need like some aspect but the way they did it it's like don't tease us with a joker when it's not about the joker and it's a little too soon to piggyback off of what you're saying like about about harley quinn and they gave her her spinoff like if you go to all like the youtube deals that review that movie a lot of the comments are why was there no jared leto why was there no joker why was there this why where was the Joker? They we could have used Jared Leto. We could have done like for which movie? Th- for Birds of Prey. For Birds of like, Prey. Oh, oh, where was the man in the all woman movie? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, honest to God, I'm sorry, Ryan, because like why? After this performance, why would you want? I mean, there's a reason that he was excluded from all. Like a this sequel. B he's not coming back for the Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie is there is an understanding there that that character didn't work. And I know what you're saying is that the hype was there. And, and again, I, you know, like we, we talked about this, they, they probably um, it's um, it's the inverse of the Milton Burl thing where like they showed, they showed too much. Basically they didn't show just enough to, to get you excited. They showed too much. And it was like, yo, this kind of fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to see this guy in anything ever again. And I understand that that there there is a contingency online that is like, yo, show me Jared Leto. But that's the wrong kind of people that you want. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, this is this is a personal thing. I can't identify with that. I, I am a nerd. I love comic books. And so I feel in the minority in that spectrum. 
I got you. I don't want to see a motherfucker with a grill. Like it, it, part of it is there were people who were like making fun of the fucking when it showed Jared Leto with damage. Like that's a joke to people. The fact that he has damaged like tattooed on his fucking forehead is like, oh yeah, oh you're so damaged. Like you have damaged literally fucking tattooed. He on just your- looked like this generation's version of the Joker instead of like Jennifer. Don't talk shit about the fucking Gen Z people. Don't start. Give me Macaulay Macaulay Culkin as the Joker. I think a big reason why he didn't work out as the Joker, not because of the way he played it, is because of the fact that he is Jared Leto. And there's a a group of people out there that don't believe he's a good actor. And I'm sorry to tell you, the Academy disagrees. I've said that a million times. What did I fucking tell you? Jennifer, what did I fucking tell you? I knew that Ryan was going to say that. I knew. I literally told That's Jennifer, so what is Ryan going to Have say? Have you seen Dallas Fires Club? That was a great movie. It was. What's your argument? Did he not deserve the Oscar for that role? So what are you trying to say about Jared Leto, though? I'm, what I'm saying is... For this movie. For the, Nicholas, hold on. Shh. What I'm going to say is, is it is it the fact that how he played the Joker, or is it because it's him? Because it's Jared Leto? Because let me ask you, if Ryan Gosling had played it the same exact way, do you think there would be outrage? Ryan Gosling couldn't have. Well, he was he was set. No, I'm saying he couldn't have played it the way Jared Wait, Leto he really? played. He was originally cast to play it and then dropped out, and that's when they got Jared Leto. Yeah, that's dope. And I I don't think it's just his fault. Like it's not fully the acting. It's also costume design. Like the way they made him look was so over the top. So damage. I guess it's 2016. Like he wasn't the one who was like. Yeah, give me the brightest green fucking hair, put some red lipstick on me and tattoo damage across my forehead. I'm the fucking Joker. Like, Do we know that he didn't say that? Well, I'm, let me ask him. Hold on. Hey, Jay. <laughs> Mr. Mr. J. But I mean, that's what, like people that are younger than us, that's the kind of person they want to see on screen. That's what I'm saying. Like, it-, it was like for that generation's Joker. When you see the Joker on screen... Do you not think of G-Eazy? No, but what I, what I'm, I think what I'm getting at here is that this is like a, okay, do we, do we know? I, I, I don't, I don't talk to people who are in, I mean, I talk to a few people who are in Gen Z, but that this has never come up in conversation. Do y'all know people in Gen Z who are like, yo, Jared Leto Joker, that's my dude. I, I mean, I can see how- This feels like a caricature from like, from David Ayer, from our, from a millennial slash Gen X perspective of what Gen Z people want to see. That's what I'm saying is like, I think they were trying to establish a new form of Joker that they could have continued with for this younger yeah. generation. Cause like our older generations, we've seen all the other Jokers. Like we've seen the best Jokers that we've had so far. Let's talk about fucking Joel Kinnaman. Um, he gets so much time here. DV. You know. Um, Was that one year back in 1992? He's fine. There's a reason that I guess we're talking about him or basically last. He's kind of forgettable. He's out here doing his Southern accent that he learned from Hell Valley. Um, He's cute. That's why you kept talking about him. I mean, I should have known. He's white. Oh, shut your shit. Listen, guys. This movie is good. Mm. But it's also terrible. Uh-huh. 
You can get like two thirds of the way through and have a good time. But the end is bad. It's like reverse Gatsby. I know we've talked about Gatsby a lot on here. You have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I remember that movie very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a three because I have enjoyed rewatching it and would watch it again. Oh my fucking God. And I would recommend it, but not to everyone. I'm not saying it's a good movie, even though I just said that, because it's also no. terrible. It's okay. It's too it's late. Good. It's good, but it's bad. <laughs> but it's still a good time up until you get to the end. You just like turn it off at the end. You go to sleep. You watch, You get on your phone. Whatever. You do what Jen does, but just for the last third. I can't believe they got to you. No, you can't get on your phone because you miss so much, apparently. <clears throat> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer, what do you got? Give me, give me fire, Jennifer. Uh, it's a one. <laughs> since that's as low as I can go. Wow. I don't think any part of this movie is necessary. I mean, we'll see what the sequel does. Like, I don't know if it like helps that in any way, but I think it was a waste of good actors' talents, and it looked like it was probably easy work because like they didn't have to try very hard. No need to watch it. The movie, I don't even know how it was able to be that long. Because they added a second fucking movie to the end of it. You gave it a three, Amanda. Nick told me multiple times, he's like, oh, you didn't see that? And I was like, I, none of it was made clear as to how we got to where we were. Like every 15 minutes, it was something else. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Bad. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Beautiful. Literally, Nicholas, you owe me money for having to watch this again. Because I said I wouldn't even be able to be paid to watch this, and I did. And then you voted for it, Ryan. Voice of voice of uh, voice of reason. Okay. <laughs> what do you What do you got for me? So I actually went back and forth on this one on my rating. It's not a four, okay, but I definitely don't think it's a one. In my personal opinion, I think it's honestly it's a three, okay. I would rewatch it. I've already admitted I've seen it like at least 10 times. And I think I and I would definitely recommend it if I was asked about the movie specifically. So by our rating system, this movie, in my opinion, which is correct, is a three. I mean, it won an Oscar. What? what? For what? For costume? It's still an Oscar. For costume and makeup? It's still an Oscar. Jennifer, what did I tell you? What? Ryan Oscar winning fucking movie. Academy. He likes to listen to old white men. Antonio? Did he do it? Did he do it, Antonio? Did he do it? Did these sons of bitches, they got to Amanda, did they get to you? It wasn't as bad as I remember it. God damn it. And it helped watching it in English instead of Spanish. <laughs> okay. But still really bad. It is. Okay. Amanda, this is for you. Are you going to give it a... 1.75. Wait. Wow. <laughs> Wow. High five. Wow. High five. Not proud of it. Why a, why a 1.75? Because I've seen worse movies. Ryan talked me up a little bit, but not that much. I'll take what I can get. I'm, I'm giving this movie a three. My man. Um, it was a fun rewatch. 
Uh, there, there are some, obviously there are some plot holes or some, uh, there's some bad acting, but you know what? It was, it was a fun rewatch. I would recommend that people watch it and I'll probably, I'm going to probably put this on my list of things to go buy. Ooh, it's a buy from Brandon. Mm-hmm. I think Nick is mad at all of us. Nick and Jen. Okay. I'm going to do very quick because I think everything, Disappointed. everything around me is dying right now. Um, <laughs> This is a this is a one, and and part of this is because I have watched this movie three times in the past four days, and um, I never want to watch. I didn't want to watch this movie again after the first. I mean, I I did technically because I didn't fucking understand what the fuck happened. But um, this movie does not need to be rewatched. Um, the thing about this movie is that we're getting a we're presumably getting a better version next year from from a guy who knows how to do this from James Gunn. Um, and so that, that means that there's like an extra reason not to fucking watch this movie or rewatch this. If you've already seen this movie, there's no, there's going to be no fucking reason to watch it again. And if you haven't seen this movie, then there's going to be an extra reason not to watch this movie. Um, it, um, it's not the top three or five film in any of the actors in here's filmography. Um, there's there's literally no fucking reason to watch this movie. It is a top five film for Kara. <laughs>